Parshas Kedoshim Sefer Vayikra, we find the Torah's prohibition against taking revenge or bearing a grudge against one's fellow man. And Rashi, this commentary brings from the Gemara, the Torah's Kainim, that the classic situation is where one person, we'll call him Avraham, comes to his friend Moshe and asks, Will you please lend me your sickle to cut down my crops? And Moshe declines, says, No, I cannot lend you. Sometime later, Moshe comes to Avram and says, Would you lend me your shovel? Which explains even the more valuable item. And Avram says, No, I'm not lending you, just like you didn't lend me. That's the classic example of Losiko taking revenge. What's Losita bearing a grudge? Where Avram does lend, but he says to Moshe, or even without even saying it explicitly, he harbors in his heart the feeling, I'm not like you, that you didn't lend to me. And the Chavitz Chaim elaborates in the introduction to Sefer Chavitz Chaim, being from Mishonim, that's harboring that negative feeling in his heart is included in the prohibition of bearing a grudge, and after a short while he has to let it go completely, according to the commandment of the Torah. And Chizkuni, in his explanation, raises the question, that's at first glance it seems somewhat odd, that uh, who is the individual that is subject to this negative commandment, who by not lending or by carrying this negative feeling in violation of a negative commandment of the Torah. The second one, the one who was uh, first denied his request, we would think the first person who said no for no apparent reason uh, is worse, and yet he's not considered in a violation of any commandments. He's not so kind, he's not so giving, but... He hasn't uh, transgressed anything. He's not subject to a direct prohibition of the Torah. So how do we understand why the one who is only responding, so to speak, is considered uh, much worse and thereby in violation of this prohibition? And Chaskuni explains that there really is a vast difference between these two people. And this really is a necessary component to understand this situation and the halacha correctly. The first person who is not lending, it's only because he's what he calls tsar ayin, small-minded, not so generous, afraid, nervous, not comfortable lending out something even to a friend or neighbor. He's afraid he may get damaged. He can't bring himself to, to share to someone who may be uh, truly in need. But the second one, who uh, was the first one to ask, in our case, Avraham, he would gladly lend. He's quite generous. Why is he responding that I will not lend to you because you didn't lend to me? Says the Cheskuni, out of sinner, there's a hatred. 
there's something that's is of a significant negative feeling to the point that it even plays out into action where he's directly declining the request and uh, might even express himself. <coughs> this is a description. I'm not going to lend to you the way you didn't lend to me. Or even if he does, he mentions it, he says, I'm not like you, you didn't lend to me. That's kind of a negativity. That's what the Torah is pro- prohibiting. The lack of generosity is not a negative commandment. It's, it's lacking in the fullness of the attribute of kindness, of following the ways of Hashem, but it's not a violation of a negative commandment. But when somebody would otherwise gladly lend, he's not afraid, he's not nervous, he's the type who has that breadth of heart to lend to his fellow man. And he's not doing it because he feels he was hurt, because he has to get back, because he has to somehow even the score. That's what the Torah is prohibiting. But if we stop to think, it seems quite amazing, the power of human emotions and how things in a relationship could somehow turn quite radically and suddenly. Because if we think into it, what would possibly be the cause of such a harsh, negative feeling which can be described as in the category of sin or hatred. I would assume you wouldn't be in a situation where you're not really expecting the person to come through for you. Maybe you're hoping, but not necessarily assuming. Someone who you have more of a casual relationship, then it's not so disappointing. Maybe, you know, wouldn't be so hurt that it would cause such a reaction where you no longer lend to him because he didn't lend to you, after even the score, hatred. I would assume that it's only because there's a real bitter disappointment. Someone who you're coming to, coming to who you really expect you could count on to help you out. Of course, you know about yourself that you're willing to lend, and you're coming to him and you're expecting to get that help. You're confident that he's going to come through for you. And of course, it doesn't have to only be by lending utensils, tools. It could be other kinds of assistance, a loan, other types of monetary assistance for sure. There is a discussion whether or not if someone hurts you, embarrasses you, is that also in the category of this prohibition? But all agree that it applies in these kind of financial matters. So it would seem that it has to be because I'm expecting to receive the help and it's not forthcoming. And that's what causes the, the hurt that could cause me to somehow turn around in the relationship. Because if it's somebody that I'm really counting on, it's someone who probably I'm friends with, probably we have a, a good positive relationship Previously, that's why I'm expecting that he'll come through for me when I'm in need. And then if he doesn't, maybe especially because I think I know about myself that I would be willing to help him in that kind of way, that is what is so painful, that is what is so hurtful, that is what can cause a person to somehow, you could say, like just totally transform from 
closeness and good feeling and friendship to want to get even, to need to get even, to something that's being described as hatred, at least of some level of wanting to, needing to even the score and not lend because you didn't lend to me. Or that I have to say, and I'm not like you. Something that is worthy of the Torah forbidding this and somebody being in violation of negative commandments. So, one might think, well, maybe it's better to keep our distance, not to invest so much in relationship, not to make ourselves vulnerable, to be hurt in a way that could make us prone to such a profound reaction of such negativity, of revenge, of bearing a grudge. Maybe it's better to, you know, keep things very even keel and not really be relying on anybody or not get too invested. That's definitely not an option. We have ample sources that for a person to achieve the goal of proper self-development, it's only possible with close friendship. You find examples in Masechta Avos, that's one Tana gave as the most effective method to reach all good qualities. The Rebbe asked Talmidim, all great sages, what is the particular character trait that a person should take hold of as the means to acquiring all good character traits? And one opinion is, to be a good friend to one person, develop that relationship, and through that come to be able to love fully and sincerely all Jews. We find in the beginning, the first parak, the Tana advises, acquire for yourself good friends, make for yourself a Rebbe, a teacher, and hand in hand with that, acquire a friend, even if it requires spending money, whatever it would take to engender that relationship, because it is so critical for Torah learning, for receiving proper help in spiritual matters. Sometimes one needs to point something out to the other one, and they help each other, Rebbe Yona says, and for, for advice, and for, to have someone to confide in, and it spells out, you need to have somebody who I could reveal something that is totally personal and private and needs to be kept a secret that I'm confident he will not divulge to anybody else as a means of even understanding and getting in touch with myself properly and fully. So this is critical. So we don't have an option to try to stay distant. And all we could do is use the methods that are, that are given, that are advised, of how to bear that pain and not be overwhelmed by it, as hopefully we'll see in a future occasion. But in addition, we could see in the Gemara and Shabbos, that hopefully we'll get to in the near future, that to understand the entire Torah properly, to understand the foundation that is described as the single principle upon which the entire Torah rests, it is only possible if a person has the real life experience 
of very close personal friendship and knows the hurt of being let down in the context of that relationship. And hopefully we'll see that sometime soon. Thank you very much.